Hello and welcome to the Massive Attack 12 Days of Christmas Specials 2022 edition. I am your host Mitch and with me in this new rotating guests of guests, I have friends coming on talking Christmassy stuff with me and introducing her to the show is one of my bestest friends, Rachel Hopner. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It is a pleasure, a terrifying pleasure to be here. Why so scared? <laughs> oh, podcasts. Mm-hmm. I don't know them. Don't like no, them. I'm I'm not I'm not a an aficionado. I'm not I barely a listener. Fair it enough. Take, takes a lot. Not a listener on my show. That's fine. No one is. Oh good. <laughs> it's, it's all Phew. good. Um, no, don't mu- worry about people listening because there isn't. I'm much more comfortable already. Excellent, excellent. So what I've been doing is asking all my guests questions about Christmas to get to know you and to get your takes on Christmas. So shall we get right into oh, it? Oh, let's give it a go. All right. So first, do you have a favourite Christmas song? I do actually. This is. A very easy question to answer. My favourite Christmas song is God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen, um, which I have always realised is is quite weird because I'm an atheist Mm -hmm. um, and it's probably one of the most religious-y ones. Yep. Um, but also mentioned Satan, so um, oh, yeah, that's why <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah, but it's a, it's a beautiful song. It's a, it's a great tune. I always like to sing. That's along. what I find. I've you know some of the songs I like. It's like is it is it about Christmas? Is it about gifts? No, it's just, they're funky and they're good yeah. and for what they are. <laughs> All right, describe your perfect Christmas morning. You know, I don't think I've had my perfect Christmas morning yet. Oh. No. Christmas morning what, yet to what, come. Yeah, Christmas future, future Christmas. It's going to involve uh, not getting up very early. That's all the best mornings start that way. And someone else doing all the cooking and cleaning and, and the house just being perfect without me having had to do anything. I think that's how my perfect Christmas morning would start. Sounds good. Do you have any favourite Christmas foods? I'm a bit of a traditionalist. I, do, I always go the turkey and the ham and the stuffing. Um, but really, I don't know. I was about to say launch into a whole spiel about how, how awesome pudding is. But as a, a recently sober person, I've realised that maybe the best part of the pudding is is not to be consumed by me anymore. So maybe maybe I don't like pudding anymore. I'll have to wait and see. Mince pies. No, I've changed my mind. My favourite Christmas food is mince pies. I bought some today and mince pies are definitely the food. But they have to be the cheap ones. The fancier the mince pie, the more disappointing and terrible it is. Someone said the other day that they want the Coles mince pies. Absolutely. Or Aldi, one of them. Was, was They're like, both. No, yeah. I'm happy with the Coles one or the Aldi, as long as it's got the lattice top, so not too much pastry, uh-huh. and just, yep, regular filling. What is the most stressful part of Christmas? Well, if you're hosting, friggin' everything. Everything yeah. about it is stressful. Having to have everything ready, the expectation that your house is clean, finding enough chairs for everybody, have you got enough knives and forks and crockery? The answer is no. I always have to have people bring their own crockery if they're coming. <laughs> That's definitely the if, – if you're not hosting, the most stressful part is definitely gift yes. pur- purchasing or mm. acquiring. You know, you want to be thoughtful about it. You want to get the right gift for the right person. Does your family have any unique traditions? Uh, yes. My family's unique tradition of Christmas is to not do it until January. Oh, that, that's different. It is, yeah, it is. <laughs> yes. Well, there's, there's a number of advantages to this. Firstly, it uh, it makes the season last longer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's also a disadvantage. You have to wait longer to get your gifts. Yeah. But it means that you're not rushing around trying to visit everybody on the, one day or even in the you know in a few days. Mm. If you start on Christmas Eve and go to Boxing Day, it's still a rush. It's still stressful. If we put it off to say mid January, you can take advantage of all the sales that way. That is true. Pick up all the decorations cheaper. All get. Quality bonbons that yeah, nobody's bought, and then the stores want to get rid of them. So that that yeah. Another thing we used to do uh, before the January, of course, in the mm-hmm. setup to Christmas, um, 
putting up the Christmas tree, obviously, a lot of people have that as a tradition. We would uh, go across the road to uh, where there was a reserve and weed our Christmas tree because, no, Mitch is pulling a face. Weed. Weed, yes. So not weed weed, pine trees. Mm. It was a pine tree, but they were growing wild in this remnant of native bushland. So we would do our duty and uh, every year go and find the prettiest weed, pine tree, Mm -hmm. and uh, chop it down. Um, so that was always a bit of an adventure, you know, rummaging around, stumble, well, stumbling around in the bush, uh, trying to find a really good-looking pine And they never were good-looking. They yeah. were always the most scraggly, stunted, scrawny, twisted, bent-over, branches only on one side of them kind of Christmas trees. Yep. But we would drag them home anyway and plant them in a pot full of sand um, and where they would, you know, drop their pine needles all over the lounge room floor yep. over the next month. So and how smelt that Christmas pine tree? It certainly smelt like a w- the outdoors, yes. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, and then the cat would urinate in the sand um, to add, <laughs> add its own special scent to the, to the festivities. And then we would hang all our, um, you know, homemade popsicle stick Christmas decorations all over this poor dead plant. Just a note for those who are listening. Mm-hmm. You have still got a fake Well, I have a fake one now because I did my research and worked out that it was the most environmentally sound in the long term to have a plastic tree. I heard otherwise. Well, I guess it depends on which part of the internet you do your research. Because yeah, I heard that the um, real trees, because they get regrown, so the law makes them more trees, therefore more oxygen and all those sorts of things. And because uh, most plastic plants, you are keeping it, which is great. I am. Most most of them end up in landfill. Yes, yeah, that is the ca- that is the caveat. As long as you're reusing your plastic tree for I don't know twenty years or something, yeah. then it is more sound. Mm. And um, starling at all around you? Uh, actually, a dragonfly in this house. Dragonfly. Yeah, I've got a large glittery dragonfly that goes at the top. Mm, homemade or purchased? No, it was it was purchased. Yeah. Yep. Is there anything you do special on Christmas Eve? Uh, no, not particularly special. Um, I always watch a, a Christmas movie mm. on Christmas Eve. That's about as you know, traditional as I get, or you know, hab- habitual. Like. Yes. And, and it's usually Muppet Christmas Carol. I have to admit. Yeah. Yeah. Was there a Christmas present you really, really wanted as a kid? Oh, probably, but I would have repressed it because okay. I wouldn't have got it. <laughs> no, nothing no. you really wanted. Nothing you didn't uh, get. Well, I never got a pony, so no, no, probably a good thing. Really? Well, we didn't really have a backyard, so oh. okay. <laughs> if you could travel anywhere in the world to celebrate Christmas, where would it be? I would want to go north. I would want to go north to right. one of the Scandinavian countries. Oh, I was thinking Canberra. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Far further north than that. Um, and do a, a snowy Christmas, go to the Christmas markets in where, Finland, Denmark, wherever they have those Christmas markets. They look really pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, see some northern lights. Yeah. Get into the whole thing. Okay. What is your least favourite item on your Christmas to-do list? The least favourite item on my Christmas to-do list I cannot think of a single thing. Maybe they're all my least favourite. It's just a to-do list. I don't think There's no, I have nothing any. good about a to-do list. Yeah, okay. there's nothing good yeah. about it. It's just things that and, – and, you know, you get the satisfaction of doing all the Christmas things, having everything wrapped up and ready, deciding what you're going to eat or where you're going to go. It's satisfying having done them. I don't think there's a least favourite, though. Okay. If you were Santa, what cookie would you like left out for him? Uh, ooh, good question. Triple chocolate? Oh, there definitely has to be some chocolate involved. Yeah. Some kind of double chocolate chunk fudgy mm-hmm. thing. Don't know how many of them I could eat, though. Not fair. And where did Santa leave your gifts on Christmas morning? 
I don't believe I got gifts from Santa. No? I have no recollection of getting gifts from Santa. Oh, okay. I, gifts from Santa was a tradition I started, and I used to write out labels with my left hand. <laughs> Probably um, still better handwriting than mine. Oh, no doubt. Uh, but no, I don't remember receiving gifts from Santa. I could be wrong. You just yeah, don't remember. I just don't remember. More repression. More, yes. yes. Squash it down. Okay. Um, is cash or a voucher an acceptable gift? Uh, it is an acceptable gift from people who don't know you well. Mm-hmm. It is a very acceptable and appreciated gift because they obviously care enough. They want to give you something. Or they want you to treat yourself. And that's that's how I see you know, cash or a gift voucher. It's like, I want you to treat yourself with something that you wouldn't have bought yourself otherwise. I mean, yeah. that is true, but you also have a money value. You are worth $30 to me, or you're worth $20. But everybody knows that anyway. You can tell that by the gift you're getting, whether it's a book or but a box of chocolates. Sometimes, but yes, I mean, I, I don't have an opinion there. I think oh. that a, a voucher is an acceptable gift. I mean, in, in my teenage years, I knew what a, a brush's voucher shape was. And when I was getting those, I was like, I'm getting a new LP. This yes. is awesome. Yes. Do you have a favourite Christmas movie? Favourite. Well, I did mention Muppet Christmas Carol a little uh, just before. So, I, yeah, I reckon that's it. Yeah, I can't think of anything that would compete with that, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I have a fond spot for the Hallmarks. I usually watch one or two of them. Yeah? Yeah. Christmas Prince. Oh. (laughs) Yes, I know. It's a thing. It's it's definitely a a thing. thing. It's like Sharknado for Christmas, really. They're terrible. Oh, now I want to see Christmas Sharknado. (laughs) Wait five minutes, you'll okay. probably get one. Awesome. Okay, and the final question, Rachel, mm. is do you have a Christmas song or movie that you cannot stand? There are so many. Oh. There are so oh, Christmas songs in general are awful. I can't stand modern Christmas songs. So anything, whether it's Mariah Carey or Wham, they're all dreadful. Because Wham is so modern. I like it. You're up to date with the cool kids. Well, right <laughs> I'm comparing it to God Rest You Merry Gentlemen here. Okay? Okay. That's where I'm at. Yep. All Christmas music is trash. Um, and terrible Christmas movies. There are a lot of a lot of the Hallmark movies are absolutely terrible, but we go in knowing that. Yep. The absolute worst one is Love Actually. Um, that's a film that needs to be burned. Mm-hmm. Burned. <laughs> All right. So that that's the end of the questions. Now a quick short fire round of either roars. Okay. Ready? Turkey or ham? Mm, ham. Carols by Candlelight or Carols in the Domain? Neither. Mariah Carey or Michael Bublé? Go away. MCG Test or the Sydney to Hobart Yacht Race? What are those? Sport. Milk and cookies or beer and carrots? Milk and cookies. One gift on Christmas Eve or all exclusively on Christmas Day or January in your case? <laughs> yeah, all on the whatever day Christmas Day is, they're all on that day. Okay. Father Christmas or Santa Claus? Uh, Santa Claus. Up early or sleep in? Oh, sleep in. Gift wrap or bag? Gift wrap. The movie Elf or the Santa Claus? I haven't seen either of Neither them. Neither have I. <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas or A Muppet Christmas Carol? Oh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. Home Alone or Gremlins? Gremlins. Bad Santa or Jingle All the Way? I don't know. Love Actually or The Christmas Prince? Christmas Prince, <laughs> yes! <laughs> okay, and that's it. We have Ooh. successfully got to know you, Rachel, and your Christmasnessness. Oh, I think. I think. Oh. All right. So what we have been doing in this is been choosing a TV show or movie and watching and talking about. So what movie did you bring to the Christmas party today? Well, or TV show, sorry. 
I yes, I was going to say I've not brought a movie. I've brought the world's shortest uh, television episode. I believe it clocks in at about five minutes. Yes. An episode from the second season of Love, Death and Robots mm-hmm. um, called All Through the House. And I had not seen any episodes of Love, Death and Robots. You've seen all of them? I've almost. seen all of them. I'm a, yeah, quite, a, quite a big fan of the, the series as a whole. Yes. I think it's a really good um, vehicle for, for really short storytelling and uh, experiments. Yeah, which I've I've not seen all, but it's um, one of the creators behind the or the ideas behind it because it's all an anthology show or series with different creators creating yep. different lengths of stories. Now it's meant to be Love, Death, and Robots. Is it meant to have robots in everything? Because no, there were no robots in this episode. No, there wasn't. There weren't any. Um, so those are the three general themes, and all of the episodes need to touch on at least one of those themes. Okay. Some have all three. Some just a couple of them. Yes. But uh, yeah, having that loose theme kind of ties it together in a way. Now, you're saying this is something to do with heavy metal, the comic book? I'm not up with everything to do with it, but, yeah, I believe it was going to be a – heavy metal was going to be adapted for television. Yes. um, And it it fell through or something, so it's turned into this instead. They just changed the name. Yeah. Because, yeah, heavy metal is a French monthly magazine, comic book Mm -hmm. magazine, and it's been going since the 70s, and they actually released a film – 1980, I think it was. Was it John Landis? Someone like that was behind it. And that was an anthology show. It was animated yep. and it was a bunch of different stories loosely connected by one narrative plot in the middle. So loose. <laughs> Very loosely done. But yeah, and this is essentially that without the connecting plot. It's just single episodes doing that sort of thing. So that, mm. that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, when I asked you what, what Christmas show or movie do you want to bring? I was like, have you seen this? It's like, no, I haven't. It's like, let's watch it. And yep. we did. And it's kind of freaky. Kind of freaky? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. The plot synopsis for this is, On Christmas Eve, a young girl and her little brother lie awake when a jingle of bells announces St. Nick's arrival and sneak downstairs, hoping to catch a glimpse of the mythical gift giver, but find something unexpected. Dun, 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 dun. Yes, so this is, like, all Love, Death and Robots is animated. Is that right? Uh, no. Yes. yes. <laughs> so I had to do a quick through my brain yes yes they're but all they're animated. all very different styles it's yeah. all very unique some uh, have a more hand animated look some a computer animated look and yeah. so this one's been animated to look like uh stop motion it's animation. actually stop motion it's actually stop motion? It's stop motion where i think there's cg to do stuff with the faces but looking at yep. well if it is cg because it won an, an award for its mm. stop motionness okay um but yeah because i was looking at it going this is amazing cg because the hair looked like fiber yes. and everything. And it's like, I mean, I know you can do that with CG now, but everything about it just looked practical. Like the fur and Teddy, mm. and it looked small. It looked like a Rankin Bass, a modern Rankin yes, Bass. Yes, I did want to talk about that. <laughs> and it was, it was gorgeous in that way. And the camera moved in that stop motion way as well. Like the, the figures moved yep. in that way, like A Nightmare Before Christmas, which is that stop motion with assisted computer generation yes. to give it that look. And it, and it is gorgeous to look at. And it's got that nostalgia of Christmas because there's so many Rankin Bass things mm-hmm. that you've seen. I assume you would have seen a lot of them. No, actually, um, I hadn't seen any of them. I think until you showed me a couple. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not not nearly as familiar as because um, you didn't think. grow up with commercial TV as much, did you? No, no, no very okay. little commercial TV. Because I know he gets mentioned nearly every show so far. But Chris Fresh, he's a big Rankin Bass fan. He's got the DVDs and everything, and he remembers it being on Agro's Cartoon Connection. Leading oh. up to Christmas, they would start showing the Rankin Bass in the mornings, where I'm that little bit older, and I remember them used to be on before the news. So that 5.30 to 6, they would throw on these Christmas specials. What and on earth was I watching? ABC. Oh. 
So, yeah, so for me, I mean, that's my knowledge of it. It's sort of like it gets to Christmas and it's the rank and best time. I'm going to cry when the little drummer boy or whatever show it was, the one where he's blind and he can see again at the end. I remember bawling into my bloody custard that night. <laughs> it was um, traumatic, let's say. But this is traumatic too. Um, so this animation looks like stop-motion animation. It's very British. So they sneak downstairs, they hear Santa, and they go, oh, this is really cool, and they're hiding behind the chair, and they look, and you're seeing um, shadows against the wall, behind mm -hmm. the tree and all this sort of stuff. And then there's the milk left out for Santa. Yep. And then a long tendril tongue just creeps out and drinks the milk. Slurps it right up. Mm, and then you see these long, grotesque sort of teeth mm -hmm. with, I don't know what you call it, sort of the mouth, the front of the face is just, Jaw. Yeah, protrudes a lot. Yes. So they, they suitably freak out, as mm -hmm. you do, and then you're presented with this creature which he holds his hands next to his mouth, so they're a bit like the predator when he opens and screams, because he does make a scream, because that's yes. what Santa does. <laughs> he's, he's got these massive, long hind sort of legs, and like a big cooked chicken sort of body. Yeah, so it's like a, a skinless dog um, crossed with alien, yeah. um, with the part of uh, the, the creature from um, Pan's Labyrinth, is how he uses oh, his hands. hands. Jazz yes. hands. Jazz Very hands. jazz hands. Oh, yes. And it's sort of like... He, f he finds the kids, they sort of freak out, and he just pushes the chairs to the side, and they yep. sort of back up to a wall, and you get a very nice homage to Alien 3 <laughs> in there, where he comes up besides the girl's face and just, you know. Breathes. Yeah, and it's sort of looking at them, and they're freaking out, not doing anything, they're scared. And then it sort of just looks at them and mentions her name, I think, Leah. Yes, yes. And then it's like, thinks, and then literally coughs up a present. Oh, it's like a cat's furball. Yeah, very much. And it's like, ooh, and hands it to her, and then it's like, yeah, oh, oh, William. You haven't mentioned the mucus. Oh, there's It's all coming with a lot of mucus. Clear, yes. viscous fluid dripping off everything all over the gift. And the sound is perfect as it's yes. coming out from the <laughs> Yes. And then it looks at Billy, because you know his name's Billy, because he's, he's um, stockings, stockings yep. above the, the fireplace. And he's there, and it's like, okay, then, William. <laughs> And then he coughs up the longest present, and they drag this one out yep. forever. <laughs> it's very Cronenberg in its body horror, I can tell yeah. you now in this. And, um, yeah, he gets his present, and then he sort of looks at it and says, just whispers to them, and then says, stay good. <laughs> it's a good impersonation. And then leaves, the, leaves just walks out. And no, goes, no, up, goes up the chimney. Yeah, goes up the yeah. chimney, and the fire starts behind him, and mm -hmm. they just sort of freak out and... Open their presents and it's well, William does. We actually don't does. find out what's in Leah's presents. No, we I'm don't. But about that. William's like, and it was a toy train. It's just because what he wanted. It's just what I wanted. <laughs> like the last scene is them in bed, very awake, yep. <laughs> going, "What if we weren't good?" <laughs> and it was just like really charming in its grotesque and weird mm. way. And it's sort of like, oh, you want to show kids this, but when? It's sort of like, when's yeah. that moment? Because, I mean, I, my kids are too, way too young to see mm. this, but it's like, there is a moment when I want to share, but it's like, wh what age? You don't want to break them. No. <laughs> but you want to, you want, you do want them to appreciate it. But yeah, I... Late teens, I would say. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough, yeah. So, yeah, thank you for introducing me to this. It was a lot of fun. Good. And it was nice and short. Yeah. And yeah, it was really, really cool. I probably should check out more of this show. Oh, you definitely they should. they are short and yes. there's yeah. many of them. All less than 22 minutes long. Perfect. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Well, what I wanted to talk about was how um, middle class the whole episode is. Okay. So you mentioned Rankin Bass. Yes. Um, obviously, that's a lot of the aesthetic has come from that. And yes. we've got um, uh, this 
house, which is clearly upper middle class. Like we get a zoom in shot, a two story house, snowy landscape, very aesthetic, very Christmassy. There's lights out outside. And then there's two children for some unknown reason are sharing a bedroom. We're clearly at their age, they're what? six and ten or something like that yeah around about they would not be sharing a bedroom except for the conveniences of plot um and they're yeah so they're in this amazingly middle class house the whole family is white and i just am fascinated by these shortcuts that the storytellers are using in order to tap straight into our christmasiness now i'm getting all academic and mitch is pulling Mm. a face at me Um, but this is what i do is analyzing story so um these are the same shortcuts that um, Tim Burton uses in Nightmare Before Christmas when we cut to Christmas Land, and it's exactly the same style of house. We've got the staircase that the children are creeping down. We know what's going on. That we know that there's going to be a tree set up. It's all tropes. Yep. It's all all the tropes all the way. And um, and Rankin Bass even gets uh, a nod on the yeah, television on the TV. that's been playing. To nobody. Like, the house is all lit up and the TV's on, but there are no parents mm-hmm. anywhere. So, I don't know what happened to them. Maybe Santa already ate them. Maybe. So, yeah, I just, I'm just, like, I love, I love this shortcut storytelling in that we've got this one idea that, that Santa Claus is actually a monster. And as long as you're good, it's fine. The monster's not going to get you. Mm-hmm. But the, the shortcuts we take in the tropes that we use in order to get to saying that, that one clever line... I, I, I think it deserves questioning mm-hmm. it's like because Christmas doesn't look like that to anyone I know. I've literally never met a person in my life for whom Christmas looks like that because firstly, this is Australia and Christmas isn't snowy. But secondly, this, this perfection that, that of Christmas that is set up mm-hmm. for us and that people keep trying to achieve every year by spending more and more money. And now I'm on an anti-capitalist rant. So I should probably stop there because this is supposed to be a cheerful Christmas short episode and I've gone all weird. Yeah, um, <laughs> anyway, Love, Death and Robots, you should watch it. I get a lot of shorthand for storytelling. When you've got five minutes to tell a story, yep. it, it makes it more efficient and you're dealing with tropes. Mm. Like I remember you put me onto the website TV Tropes, oh, great which website. is where I found a lot of the TV shows that we've watched in the last <laughs> couple of years doing the Christmas thing because you're looking for bits and pieces that just are common that go throughout, especially we've done at least 24 episodes on A Christmas Carol for a start. That so, is amazing. Yeah, so it, it's... The tropes are there and they are done so well. I remember watching, I was watching Home Alone with um, a friend a couple of weeks back and a lot of that's on purpose. I mean, that's a ridiculous house that they live in. Yeah, they, well, it's they, exactly they, the same same example. Yeah. And, but also there is always red, green and gold in every scene. Like it's even the background, the wallpaper, the, yeah. everything is there just to reinforce it is Christmas. Mm. It is Christmas. Like this isn't not their Christmas decorations. This is their house, de- you know, this is how the house decor is, but. For the movie purposes, it is reminding you and hitting you over the head mm. the whole time. Now, I suppose with Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas, it is Christmas Town, isn't yep. it? So it, it's going to be living the tropes as far as that sort of thing goes. Mm. But, um, I mean, there is a lot of shorthand. And that's what we find. Like, Joe and I, in previous episodes, we have discussed, we sort of like how Christmas is, that we had like a tick-off list of how Christmas is. Was there, was, there, was there conflict? Was there a gift exchange? Well, so, I mean, yes, when you've done as many episodes as I have about mm. Christmas shows, it is very tropey. And it's very common. We, as Australians, like you said, we are making it more and more like America when it comes Mm. to decorating the houses. When I grew up, it was lights on a tree. If you were fancy, they flashed. That was as close as you get. Now the houses are going crazy. The houses flash, yep. The um, inflatable Santas, inflatable snowmans. So it's a very different Christmas than it was when I was a kid, that's for sure. I do like it. Like, I don't mind. It's just, mm. it's just that time of year, and it is weird seeing the snow motif in 40-degree weather yes. and things like that. It's bizarre. But it's also our Christmas. That's just what we've grown up with. 
It's bizarre wearing stupid Christmas hats on 38 degree days, yeah. eating turkey and yeah, ham, a whole full roast the, dinner. It's, like, why? <laughs> it's just we're fighting. We are literally. It's like bloody climate change. That's what colonialism is in Australia. No, we will force our way into this. And mm -hmm. so we bought all the Amer English foods, traditional English foods we've bought in for our Christmas dinners. And now we're bringing in the American uh, decorations yep. and over the topness and everything. And it's globalization, I guess. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, it's just, it's creeping in. It's getting longer and longer, Christmas. It used to be a yep. exclusively December, but not no, anymore. It starts at the beginning of November now. Yeah. Um, but oh, yeah, it, it also, given the, the whole middle classness of it, casts my mind back to all those classic Christmas films from the 50s and 60s, which I definitely watched growing up. Yep. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life and, and all of those ones where Christmas is all about happiness and family and, and togetherness and angels getting their wings and mm -hmm. all, all of that business. And I don't know exactly where I'm going with this train of thought, but all of the, the decorations and what we're trying to apply from that time, because as you said, all these decorations and, and themes are coming from the US now yeah. um, and not the UK, that why are we applying them to our life? What relevance do they actually have? No. Except apparently we want them to. We're like, we're desperate to have these because decorations we've seen and Christmas Town, and that's what we've it looks seen like. Christmas these are the We want to live in Christmas like. Town. Because, like, even the religious side of Christmas is not even. It's not even. Not even the thing, really, for most people. It's it's like Halloween. I love Halloween because it's an excuse to dress up and mm. whatever. But the reason behind it is gone. Like, yes. It's, it's the thing that we saw on ET as a kid, and now it's something oh, yeah. that we appreciate and do. But yeah, so it's just fun. It's a distraction. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think you've got. I think that's absolutely it. It's just a distraction, and and maybe the reason Halloween is getting bigger and bigger each year is because it's a another distraction. It's just like Christmas is a little bit far away, so let's just get into yeah. something else first. Yeah. Hmm. So Star that was Wars a Day. Lot deeper than I thought it was going to be. Good. <laughs> but thank you very much. Thank you, Rachel, for coming on board. Oh, I hope you hope you had fun. I did have fun. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Have yourself a merry Christmas. Thank you. And I'll catch you soon. Yay. Bye. Bye.